Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. You'll have to endure my voice today. I have a little tiny frog or kitten, maybe. I have a little tiny kitten in my throat. Huh. I'm joined tonight by my... Uh, Sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> joined tonight with my handsome husband, co-host, Dewey. Hey, Dewey. Hi, my beautiful, beautiful wife. And uh, let's get that kitten out of there. <laughs> so, hello, everyone in the, out there in the great big cat world. And today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to be talking about cat resources. And so, what does it mean by that, cat resources? What are you talking about? Well, yeah, today I want to talk about resources because this is something that I mention a lot in all of my behavior modification consult follow-ups. It's definitely something that I look at at every consultation, especially multi-cat households and resources in general and uh, enough resources in particular is key for multi-cat household calmness. Because, you know, and, and here's why. In the wild, as you've heard me say a million times, everybody ought to be able to say this along with me, cats have evolved as a solitary species. They haven't evolved with a social hierarchy. So think about that for a minute. It's got to be a lot like me as an only child. You know, I didn't have other brothers and sisters around. I didn't have to share toys. I didn't have to have siblings to consider with my resources. You know, if I had a bathroom, it was my bathroom. I'd go in it and pee in it any time. So <laughs> it must be a lot like being an only child. I mean, I, that's the only thing I can think of how we can equate to it. But um, But they are, you know, not used to sharing resources. So that's very important. So what kinds of things are you referring to? Food? Yes, food is definitely one thing, but it's everything a cat encounters throughout its day. It's food, water, litter box, toys, scratching posts, beds, affection, everything like that. So when you say enough, are you saying you have to be sure you're feeding them the right amount? Is that what you're saying? Well, when it comes to food, quantity is one factor, but frequency is even more important. So, again, in the wild, these little guys will eat 9 to 10 small mice-sized meals a day. So, if you're feeding your cat two or three times a day right now, that's just about like us going two to three days between meals. So... If you're only feeding your cat twice a day, I guarantee you they're hangry and cranky between meals. And cats can get ramped up with aggression during that time. The most common fighting, inner cat fighting times, is right before mealtime. So another factor is the number of bowls. Every cat's got to have their own bowl because not only is the food a resource, but what the food comes in as a resource and those bowls have to be a minimum of two feet apart 
So, and quality of food also is very important so that they feel full. You know, not full with empty carbs. It's not, not like if you feed your cat dry food, it's like us eating, you know, french fries all day long. We don't feel very good. We don't have a lot of energy. So, so food as a resource is very important. What you feed, when you feed, how often you feed, what you feed in, all of that is important. And we don't have time to go into the nitty-gritty detail on that. So you need to go to the other podcast, which was uh, earlier than this one, obviously, about what to feed your cat. And um, that's a very important resource. Oh, and water, is that the same? Well, you know, cats don't have much thirst drive. They're descendants of desert cats. So they get most all of the moisture content that they need in their food, um, in the prey that they eat. So obviously they're eating mice and birds and lizards and things. And and those creatures have about 86% moisture content in their bodies. So all of the water that a cat needs is coming from its prey. So it doesn't, it's, it's not engineered with much drive to drink a lot of water. So water is very important. Fresh water is like incredibly important their water bowls have to be insanely clean and of course just like with the food bowls you've got to have more than one having one big water bowl down for multiple cats is not enough they need more than one okay so would you consider a fountain to be a good idea i think you know whatever encourages a cat to drink water especially if you're someone who is feeding any amount of dry food, then if your cat likes a fountain, give them a fountain. If your cat will drink out of the toilet with the seat up, by God, leave it the seat up. If your cat wants to drink out of the faucet when you brush your teeth, let it. Because, you know, some cats do prefer running water, which is the theory behind um, why they prefer fountains. But in my personal opinion you know we don't have a water fountain for our cat i mean remember you got you've gotten me one or two before um and they were and you've gotten very beautiful ones by the way it's gorgeous ceramic ones and um stainless steel ones but no matter what they're made of they seem to be so hard to clean the calcium gets built up on them and it's very hard to get them clean. So even if i take that fountain completely apart once a week and scrub that motor there's just still that slime. You know, if you go to your water cat's water bowl right now and you drag your finger in the bottom of it, I bet you that there's slime in the bottom of that water bowl. And what that is is that's bacteria because, you know, when the cat's drinking, obviously their, their tongue is touching the water. Some of the saliva comes back in. They carry a lot of bacteria in their mouths, and it grows on the inside of the bowl. So I just keep the water bowl for Tabasco or used to when Tabasco was alive. Boo. This yeah. is where if we had sound effects, we'd go, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when Tabasco was alive, I'd keep his water bowl up on the sink, on the kitchen sink, and he learned that that's where he goes to get water if he drank it. Again, he didn't drink much of it because he got lots and lots of hydration in his food. So, y- yes, water is, is just as much of a resource as, uh, as food is. What about a litter box? How many of those should you have and why is that considered a resource? Litter boxes are one of a cat's most important resources. So in the wild, they're going to use their urine and feces 
out out and open, right? So obviously they don't, well, maybe not obviously to everybody. People probably don't even think about where a cat pees and poops in the wild when it's outside. But it's not in a hole and it's uh, not in a cave. They go out in the open so that they can see predators coming. Because remember, cats are both predator and prey. And they're always looking around for potential predators. So they use their urine and feces to mark their territory. And again, that's a territory that only they are living in. They're not out there using their pee and poop to protect all the other cats within their territory. When they go to the bathroom in the wild, they will tend to cover it when they're feeling like they're hiding from predators. And if they are feeling particularly, um, you know, so here, let me, let me try to restate that. So when they've gone to the bathroom in the wild and they cover it, that's because they don't want predators to smell it. If they leave it exposed, that means that they think that there's a potential territory threat by a neighboring cat. So a lot of times in your home, if you have cats that take a big dump and they don't cover it up in a multi-cat household, that's probably because there's a little bit of territorial tension between them that you're not even noticing. So like a bullying cat will lay across the pathway to the litter boxes. And you can see this. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> there's that kitten again. You can see this by by when when one of your cats has to go to the box and uh, and let's say you know everybody's sitting in the living room and the litter box is in in the pantry beyond the kitchen and one cat is just you know stretched out across the floor and the other cat has to go around him to get to the litter box. Well, if that cat walks up to them and boldly licks them in the face and they do some aloe grooming and things like that and then walks onto the litter box, that's a pretty confident cat. But that doesn't happen very often. Usually they'll go around that cat in a big arc and, and they can't always get comfortably to the litter box because they feel like there's an impending event going to happen, like they're going to get ambushed on the way. So for resources, litter box resources, we always want to make sure that there are enough boxes so that every cat has an open option. They need to be strategically placed in the home to avoid blocking you need to have one more litter box than you do number of cats, people. So if you've got four cats, that's five litter boxes. And I know a lot of you just went, oh, my God, because, you know, you live in 1,800 square feet and you're thinking we're going to have to dodge litter boxes. But if you have that many cats, you need one more litter box than numbers of cats. They need to be uncovered so that there are no feelings that they'll be ambushed going in or out. So yes, litter boxes are very important. And again, there are we have two or three podcasts dedicated just to creating a, an ideal litter box situation. Okay, so let's move on to toys. Talk to us about toys. Usually there are plenty of toys for each cat. Heck, you've got a whole big toy box full of toys for any cats, all I cats. Know. <laughs> well, and toys by themselves aren't aren't so much the resource as it is interactive play. Each cat needs interactive play daily and not together. So it's not natural for them in the wild to hunt together or to share prey. 
So it's very important when you interactively play with them that that you do this apart with cats separately. And that interactive prey helps to redirect pent-up energy and diffuse any possible confrontations between them. Oh, that is why you have all those toys. I get it. That's why I drag those <laughs> toys around. <laughs> yeah. We have toys. We have toys that cats can go jump on and play with by themselves, but every single day we have a wand toy that can be used for interactive play with with cats. Yeah, you know, there's so many toys in there. It's just amazing. And, and what's interesting is all the cats that we foster find their way there and dig out something favorite, and each one seems to be a little bit different. <laughs> That's true, they do. <laughs> Yeah, you also mentioned scratching post as a resource. Uh, there aren't scratching all day long, so isn't one enough? Uh, no, you need to have at least two scratching posts. Even if you just have one cat, you should have at least two scratching posts. And this is important because of their scent glands. So scratching is not an optional and again, there's a whole podcast on scratching also. We're on our 69th podcast, so there's a podcast on everything. Um, so I won't get into a lot of depth on that here. Um, but but they use scratching as a territorial marking sign, and they do it all the time. And placement of scratching posts are important. You know, they need to be by doors and windows and traffic areas where cats would normally be marking their territory, not hidden off in a corner. And size is very important. So you might, you know, if I show up on a, on a behavior consult and I start asking you about your scratching posts and you go, yeah, I've, I've got two of them. I got one over there and one over here and they're about a foot tall. And I say, that's not enough resource for the cat because the cat's probably not using the scratching posts. So scratching posts, uh, because they are a territory marking device, are extremely important to cats and, and everything about them, not just having them, but how many and where they are and what they look like, horizontal, vertical, and there's much more detail in that in our scratching podcast. <laughs> we have lots of different podcasts. We do. <laughs> so I can see uh, beds are a resource, uh, but all you need is one bed per cat, right? Or do you need bunk beds for cats? <laughs> They do make little kitty bunk beds, and some cats like that, too. But just like litter boxes, you need multiples of everything. And I think you think everybody's getting that here. When everything a cat considers a resource, if you have multiple cats, and even if you don't, cats need to have multiples of everything. So, um, you know, they shift sleeping spots throughout the day. A lot of times they'll fight over the sunlight. You know, they'll be sleeping in the sunlight at 10 and then in another room at 1. And you don't want them fighting over who gets to sleep in a bed. So make sure you have multiple beds in multiple rooms. And different cats like different kinds of beds. You know, some of them like those big, giant, cushy, calming beds. And some like thinner, flatter. And some just like to have a mat to lay on. So, you know, indulge your cat. Figure out what it is that it likes and get it plenty of it. So you mentioned affection. I consider your affection a resource. Hi, my love. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can get why the cat would too, right? Yeah. Well, you know, for Maybe all it's the, the same. Maybe it, not. <laughs> yeah, if I stopped showing you affection, you would get out of sorts. And yeah, <laughs> sure would. 
And, uh, <laughs> I'd get out of sorts, all right. <laughs> right, and the same is true with your cat. If you if you stop showing it affection, it tends to get out of sorts. You hear me say a lot that um, cats have evolved as solitary species and that they're loners and things like that. And for all a cat's solitary genetics, they are still social creatures and they bond very closely with us. And and if you don't show your cat enough affection, they're going to feel in need. And um, this can cause fighting between cats too. You know, each cat is independent and very different and they have their own individual needs. So be sensitive to what they're showing that they need and want from you. It's just like Mango, our, our little foster. He does not need a lot of affection. <laughs> he likes being with us, but he was raised up to bite hands. And so, you know, if, if he's laying there next to you and you reach out and you want to show him some affection, you know, he's liable to bite your fingers. And, you know, that's just not the way he likes to be shown affection. So, Figure out how each of your cats like to be shown affection and, and do that and make sure that you spend time doing it every day because it's just like your significant other. They need a little affection every day. Right, my love? Amen, sister. Come on, <laughs> preach it. Come on. Yes, amen. <laughs> Hope's wrong podcast. <laughs> All right, speaking of resources, you've done an amazing job. Really, truly amazing. Compiling podcast, 69 so far. Yes. Molly, you've done it. You, you've you stayed on this track, and you've worked very hard, very diligent at putting this stuff together. And, you know, if people can't find this, you know, we should do better advertising maybe. But anyway, uh, when they do find the resources here, it is just a blessing to lots of people. Uh, they really get a lot of information, and you provide a lot of information on all of those. And you do it methodically. I've seen you do it, and I don't know that everybody appreciates what it really takes to put together a podcast and come up with a subject and then think about the interactions of the subject and not be too detailed or not enough detail or, you know, all lots of things go into that and drafting those. So you've done a great job, and I want everybody to know it. Oh, thank you, my love. So listeners should take advantage of the library of resources you offer for free. Wow, for free? Get on the podcast. <laughs> Go to cattalkradio.com and browse some of the titles. That's where the library is at, cattalkradio.com. And what a cool little cat we have out there on the Cat Talk Radio show. So, all right, let's ask you, Miss Molly, which one, which one of the podcasts would you say are the most and best listened to ones, well, often I'm, or not often? I'm, I mentioned several of them through this one because we were talking about resources in general and, and really what I mean by that and, and what, you know, when I say there aren't enough resources. You know, a lot of people look at me funny, so that's why I wanted to do this podcast. But, you know, I, I said I definitely listen to the What to Feed Your Cat. There's a whole podcast on scratching and what they need for scratching resources. There's a really great um, podcast on 12 ways to build confidence in your cat. And then I've also started a Dear Molly blog on the website um, where if people have questions that just – aren't beefy enough for a whole podcast, I answer them there. So, and you can find that 
you can go to cattalkradio.com and then under the resources tab, uh, you'll see blog there. You can help us out too by following Cat Behavior Solutions on Instagram and liking the Cat Behavior Solutions Cat Talk Radio page on Facebook. And share it. Please share it with other cat owners. Um, We really would love to grow the audience. And another way you can help out is to shop on catbehaviorsolutions.org in the Behavior Boutique. We're offering free shipping on orders over $49. So go get some food puzzles and some of the giant kick sacks. We got 11-inch sacks stuffed with catnip for like eight bucks, man. I mean, and they're cool. They're thick fabric. They last forever. Every cat needs a a food puzzle. Every cat needs a new toy. And we've got these amazing new wand toys in where you can get some interactive play in every day. So go check out the Behavior Boutique and and buy some stuff because it's good for the cats and it helps keep us on the air. Yay, buy some stuff, go shopping. Yeah. And if you're having problems, any kind of problems with your cat that for some odd reason is unsolvable, Molly is available for virtual and in-home consultations, depending on social distancing stuff that happens today's world. Also, if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. We would really appreciate that. It does help. There are expenses here, folks, so please do your best. We appreciate that. All the better. All the better. Thank you. Uh, Any amount helps us keep the show on the air and delivery resources to cat owners and help keep the cats out of the shelter as long as shelter euthanasia is the number one reason why we're doing this. Shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats, and that's why we're here. And as long as it remains that way, you will continue to hear from us. So until next time, I hope this podcast has been helpful in you understanding cat resources and what I mean by how much is enough. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission. 
reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.